0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of i know i'm crazy with naja hall how are you today i, I miss you guys i mean I-, I know you heard me last tuesday or tuesday before last but you know i, I-, I kind of miss you guys <laughs> so it's been a long time since i've done a marriage check-in you guys have met my husband tony on a few occasions either you're a member or um a vip stepmom or you've had sessions with me and you heard me talk about him or you've read some stories or on the rare occasion where he joins us here on i know i'm crazy with naja hall well guess who's sitting beside me right now it is the one and only tony tony and i are gonna do a marriage check-in and we're actually gonna do it in front of you guys (laughs) so it's impromptu. It's gonna be fun. And if your partner is anywhere near you, go and grab them and dosey doe. Right after this intro, we're gonna do a check in, and you never know, we might prompt you to do your own check in. I know I'm crazy. I crazy. I I'm doing crazy. I know I'm crazy. Woo! Okay, so what's new with us? Yikes. So for a lot of th- those of you that didn't really see my Instagram rants a couple months ago, that was an issue. And we're it's, we're still in court. And I hate when, you, when you're when you on television or you listen to like a radio interview of a celebrity or something, not saying I'm a celebrity, but they'll, you know, there's something juicy that's happened with them. And they're all elusive because they're like, well, it's, it's still, still a legally, legally pending, pending mail, mail, so, we, so can't we can't talk, talk about, about it. it. But I get it now because that's what's happening with us. We had some stuff to go down during a drop off and it became a criminal thing and we had to do something put some plans some orders in place to try to protect our family and we're still in court over that and that i ain't i ain't gonna lie for those of you because i did have a rant online and i did share some stuff in my stories and i got a lot of support especially from people that have had situations where their lives or their person may have been been threatened legitimately and some of the steps that you had to go through. So shout out to everybody that's offered us and me support. You know, it's normally me guys, me, me having you guys is back, but I mean, we've been, We've been given so much help during this ordeal, and I do look forward, and y'all know how I am, I do look forward to being able to lay out every single detail, including police reports and voice recordings of actual threats from the actual people that did it. I look forward to sharing all of that on the on the podcast, but I can't do it right now. I don't want to ruin the integrity of already a very strong case against someone who deserves to spend some time locked up okay so anyway (laughs) with that being said things in our family have changed drastically when a criminal action happens against one human being um and you love that human being you put things in place but then if you know i never make it a secret about our family situation and how high conflict it is and where the conflict comes from and so unfortunately kids have been affected and things have changed for us and to be quite frank on October 24th 2021 that forever changed the face of my family that forever changed what we will be able to do the conversations we'll be able to have that put a solid fork in the road uh, it, it 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 set a solid boundary of what can never be for this particular clan that i've joined i didn't do it i wasn't there my husband was a victim but you know we can't be the only ones that want to make this thing work so we're in a place of full acceptance and i it's kind of like i've been telling him for years now he sees it and i know there's a lot of you out there maybe it's the women i don't know and, and some of you could be stepdads dealing with you know the woman that you love or your partner the person that you love has an ex or a co-parent that's dangerous and you've been trying to tell them and something finally clicks or you know vice versa well that's what happened with us and we've just been we've been trying to make amends with the newness of how things are and i am i do i sound like i'm being really evasive tony or am i like do i sound like i'm being all like a mystery woman because i swear y'all i am not i'm not trying to be all mysterious but i am Oh, I am trying to just. When, when the time comes, you guys will see why, I didn't spill it all, and because when it's time to spill it, baby, I'm gonna spill it.
1: Yeah, I don't even think that. Um, <clears throat> I think what you're trying to convey here is it's not really so important what happened. I guess the details I wouldn't say are as important here as 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 the outcome, and um, you know some of the different mindsets and things that we kind of. Realize as a result of this, I mean that's what I would be hoping to focus on and try to speak from a perspective you know from that perspective,
0: okay, so you're saying, yeah, Najee you sound like bullshit <laughs> I'm mean, I mean, okay. so, so concerned
1: about what I mean there could be a huge amount of interest about what happened, you know, but I don't think that the details for me personally aren't the things that kind of dri- have, have, have driven my my revelations, you know they've been more kind of fueled by an understanding about reality.
0: Okay, y'all, straight up, somebody, somebody, a woman, pulled a gun on my husband. I'm sorry. So, that's what happened. And I'm going to share in-depth details, recordings, court documents. I'm going to share all that later. So, let's just move on. Okay, so, boom. Where are we now? Where, Where are we today? Um interestingly enough so right now it's it's the middle of the holiday season and you guys know just like just like your family my family you know we alternate holidays with the kids because we live long distance my husband is a long distance parent in a high conflict situation so it's uh, you know that's gonna be a hot mess so we're here in tennessee right now we just celebrated the christmas holiday um in in memphis with my family shout out to the m-town And on December 26th, we got word that my uncle, my father's brother, who's been in the hospital for the past four or five months, they called us and they were like, listen, guys, today's going to be the day. If you want to see him while he's still here, Earthside, he has about six hours. And we were just like, ah. So we threw on our clothes, me, my sisters, my husband, dad, and we ran up to the hospital. His eldest son was already there who was my cousin, uh, you know, my my cool, super cool cousin who lost his mother to a brain tumor just last year. So we get there and we're just kind of all in shock and disbelief because, you know, this, we call my uncle Big John. He's like six foot five, life of the party. And to see this big dude who I only remember him for his dancing. He was loud. He was rambunctious. He was amazing. Just to see him, he's emaciated now. He can't move. He's surviving through tubes and and medications. And his body, this earthly shell that he had been given, this big old boisterous earthly shell, is on its last leg. And he's on his way out. And so, I began thinking, because I was like, damn, Uncle John he had three baby mamas y'all now two of his children live in chicago i think and the other two live here in memphis and he wasn't necessarily like bffs with any of his baby mamas at all uh (laughs) you know they had some histories but i um since uncle has passed i was the one that did his obituary and, you know, in the obituary, it gets kind of sticky when you're in blended families, because if you don't necessarily write out your own stuff, then the people surviving you get to tell your story how they want to tell it. And that might mean a child that you, you know, you might not necessarily have been close to their other parent, because I firmly believe all kids want their parents to be together. This kid will literally probably erase your current spouse and and uh maximize their parents uh appearance and I'm not saying that happened with uncle john i've seen it happen before so um all three of his baby mamas were pictured in his obituary because you know i don't i don't think he would i don't think uncle john would have wanted that because he you know but looking at how these kids admire their mom um i, I you know I, I saw it from both perspectives and i know the perspective of my dad who was my uncle's brother you know brothers are gonna talk and i don't know everything but i know that he he wouldn't have kind of wanted that and so tony I, I mean not to get all morbid or anything thank god you know but like a hundred years from now when it's time to write your obituary what are we like what uh, do what do you think you know i mean i i would definitely i kind of have some assumptions but with stuff like this it's better to hear it from the person so what like would you want a specific person mentioned i mean clearly you were a dad when i met you and the children didn't come from a pod from outer space so then how do we how do we do that how would you like that
1: well if you think about it just the purpose of this whole thing is is um basically to remember me you know basically that's what an obituary would be about so i think the role that i would like to have remembered and to kind of go down in history is my role as a father so i don't think there would be a need to even kind of mention that you know anyone else you know it's just kind of irrelevant because that's that's not what i want to remember so and i think that's something that my kids will know um so there wouldn't be an issue about them trying to get some representation in there I, you know I don't think that would even be a question in my case.
0: Well wait a minute because I saw what my mom did, my, my mom and her siblings did with Grandma. Grandma and granddaddy had not spoken. Granddaddy had a whole new partner for like the last 40 years of his life. but you know what happened? When Granddaddy died and when Grandma died, they put both of them in that obituary as if they were still together and i remember being the one because y'all i'm always the voice of reason i always get roasted (laughs) because i'm like y'all that is not how that shit happened we are not about to sit up here and lie like these people were happily married but these and you know my oldest auntie is 70 years old these almost 70 year old people still found a way to erase granddaddy's spouse or his partner at the time of his death and put oh he fathered six children with his wife lily and I was just like, "What the fuck?" So, it would suck if I was super elderly and you were super elderly, and you passed first, and I was not in the capacity to write your obituary, and your children attempted to eliminate me and go against your wishes and put their mom. Because you know, an obituary is like a, a legally is is it a legal document or it's like a recorded? It's like a it's a historical document, and that would suck for them to do that. So. I guess you'd have to put it in writing like, hey, I specifically don't want this in this um, memorandum about my life.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that that experience, you know, that you're talking about there would definitely be something that would raise awareness for me, you know. And so now it gives me an opportunity during these um, several, several scores and scores of years that I have left uh, for me to kind of instruct my kids to interact with them from their perspective, you know, so that when that happens, you know, I think that. The decisions that happen from other family members that you're referring to, I think that's what they wanted. You know, they wanted the that, that image of their parents being together. I don't think my kids will will, will thirst after that. You know, Th- that that wouldn't be something because of the life. You know, this incident that happened recently. You know, it, it kind of shined a perspective on the importance of me to um, create their individual experiences with me. You know, for for so many years since I've you know been raising them as a co-parent, which. Hi, hi been a counterparent um, I've tried to kind of give them a consistent um, childhood you know so that some of the things that they do with me it would mirror kind of some of the things that they do in there with the other parent and in doing that they kind of gave the illusion that we may be on the same page but we just kind of get into it and I never wanted to be a part of that narrative as a as an unproductive unproductive co-parent but you know I subconsciously or, or even unintentionally kind of went along with that for so many years so Now, from this angle where I'm coming from now, after this incident that happened in October, I think that this is going to create a separation where my kids now have an understanding of me that will be independent of their mother. I don't think that they will even associate us, you know, not necessarily as they know where they come from, not from their perspective, but from a perspective of they're going to have two different sets of expectations, two different experiences. So I don't think that when that time comes that they will even consider Adding something about her to The story of my life
0: I think you're being naive I think you're not giving gravity to And I'm not saying your children Here specifically But gravity to children That are raised by an oppressive Ultra Aggressive authoritarian type Of mother who has Centered their Childhood and their feelings around Herself and her Experiences I think that you know, nobody's been diagnosed and you know, you guys out there, I know you guys don't do this either, but when a person has these narcissistic tendencies and their children don't have some intense therapy surrounding understanding how that narcissistic parent and their tendencies shaped their view, then I think they might have a lot of actions that they think are of their own doing in their own version. But, that's really their mama who their other parent that their parent that planted a seed in their head. Again, not talking about your kids specifically. I'm um, just being very general here. Um, so, you know, I would like to to think that I would, but I would say this: even some of the egregious things that have happened in our own situation, I believe that if 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 my husband were to make a phone call today. And be like, hey, you know what? Let's just forget about my new marriage. Let's forget about uh, allegedly the, you know, your situations. Um, let's just figure this thing out and let's make it work for the kids. I firmly believe that you will get. And all right, I, I firmly believe that. Out of all the bits that's happened, and not necessarily because you are loved, but just because the narrative of having you fits so much better and when a person goes as far as to pull a gun and to lie in court and to separate a dad from their kids it's like that's not normal that's not healthy so
1: well yeah yeah so i mean the way i interpreted it was you saying that the that the mental illness will present a, a i guess a, a larger barrier to me being an effective parent and while i agree with that to a certain degree i think that it is it's something that once you've accepted the presence of that, it gives you an opportunity to change your parenting angle. And that's what I'm doing here. You know, what I've done here is acknowledge the, you know, the impact. So I don't think that the, like I said earlier, you know, there were certain things that I was doing in the interest of trying to have a cohesive parenting unit. Even though they're separate households, I want it to be a cohesive experience for all three of the kids. But um, I think that, I don't know. Having an understanding where I think if, if if a man is able to have interactions with with children that are designed or intended, purposely intended, to create a certain experience, you know, so I guess it would be intentional parenting. That's which you know what I plan to do. Then I think that you can offset some of the damage that's done by a uh, narcissistic parent. Just by replacing those experiences with, with, with positive so that they have two sets of reference experiences. You know, I don't think that it, it will be effective to try to blend those. But in separating them, you can give them, um, I guess, a, a bigger two two chest to try to reference their, their uh, childhood experiences.
0: Damn, I think you might be like a lot of dudes in the fact that you still are not. Showing deference And I I use the word show deference to mental illness Or I use the word show deference to personality disorders I use it a whole lot Because when I think You know you show deference You're not really bowing to something But you are recognizing the Power Of what it does
1: But when you say that what You're pretending is if that's the only person with power I'm not saying that I do not understand Or even respect the power of a narcissistic parent But I have power too so I'm not in a position where I'm powerless. I just have to figure out ways to effectively co-parent with an individual like that. It's not, a, if if I were to listen to what you said, you have me to believe that there's no hope and I don't feel that way.
0: No, okay. I, I think it's best. As humans, one of our driving forces, three of our driving forces, I feel, are greed, love, and hope. And if you take away a person's, ability to hope then i think that they won't thrive so i'm glad that you hold on to hope but i'm gonna read this this quote by maria consiglio and it's it says narcissists are delusional they are able to rationalize all their bad behaviors and feel no guilt for all the horrible things they do to their victims they convince themselves that these people deserved it and the narcissists had every right to do what they did. They live in a make-believe world of their own making. And they set their own rules. Now, in Maria's quote, when she says victims, we probably would think that us as the adults are victims. But their children are their victims. Their counterparts or co-parents are their victims. All of their flying monkeys, basically all the people that are their um cheering squad that they lie to and tell little itty bitty bits of the truth to try to get them on their side those are their flying monkeys those people are also their victims so they literally have all of these victims walking around them and they are so afraid of the truth about who they real who and what they really are being exposed that that fear has blinded them to how sick they are Instead of saying, oh damn, I'm a sick person. I've created this false world. They literally look at the false world and it's their reality. So in turn, everybody else is the bad guy. So if everybody else is the bad guy, they're implanting that in kids. They're implanting that in how kids treat their other parent. They're implanting that. You know, they, they have so many devices set up. Um, and they're planting these seeds of destruction everywhere. And so no, I don't think it's a, a thing where, oh, you should be hopeless. But I do think... I do not think that you have a total respect of how insidiously deep and the depths at which this particular disorder can affect young fertile minds that have been taught that only one of their parents love them. And only one of their parents is a person that they can depend on. And that, that person ain't you.
1: No, I listen. And I think that perhaps my, my perspective I guess suggest to you that I disagree with you because I don't. I don't. I, I totally agree with you, and I actually you actually want to use your position as support of my position because you keep saying like 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 just a second ago you mentioned that there was a potential for parents like this to plant and you know execute seeds of destruction, right? And so I think that knowing that it gives me an opportunity to plant and execute seeds of construction. You know I don't I don't I don't think that. There's anything that these people can do that cannot be undone. Now, there's work that's gonna take, and that's why me personally, you know, I I, I subscribe to dozens, if not hundreds, of books um, that I've read, and, and you know, I have I see a therapist, and, I, and and just as a side note, I do not see a therapist that's not you, or talk to a, a coach that's not you, because I don't. Value your perspectives I think it's great But Me having a different Point of view You know It gives me A different perspective Because I know There's a potential For some of the Advice I get from you To be emotional Or to even be biased By You know Certain feelings That you That that it may arouse about me Or certain feelings That it may arouse about you personally So You know That extra perspective You know Because you and I Talk about everything anyway But yeah I do see somebody else Just for a different perspective sometimes But As I was saying I don't think that these narcissistic parents are the big bad wolf that that cannot be and that's going to be the bane of the existence for me and/or any father and his kids. I think that there presents a challenge that, with effort and attention, can be overcome. And that's what I intend to do.
0: Okay. Like, okay. First of all, I would never, I don't think it's ethical for me to be your coach. (laughs) and we established that a long time ago and y'all we have a rule in our relationship where this stuff we try not to let it take up too much space in our relationship because in the beginning before we had a good handle on it and we truly understood what we were up against and what we were dealing with it, it did take up a whole bunch of space right tony like it took up Way more space and way more intimate time and free time than I I care to admit. And now that we kind of have gotten things in a place to where we're like, all right, you know, we got some orders in place. We know what it is now. We are in a place of radical acceptance of how things are. Um, You know, it doesn't take up that much. And so I wouldn't be his... I'm sure like if he could hire somebody exactly like me, he would, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. He said, yeah, but, uh, that's just not best for our relationship. Like, you know, I don't think you can be everything to your partner. You shouldn't have to have that responsibility. I do kind of want to move on from this subject matter because you all know, I talk about high conflict co-parenting and trying to exist in these spaces a whole bunch, but I want to kind of talk about some happy stuff. I want to talk about some good stuff that's been happening in our lives. And, uh, Tony started, new started. well, it's not a new business, but Tony has been learning a whole bunch about crypto. And I sit and watch him learn and I've watched him invest so much of his time and his energies into it. And I'm so proud of you, babe. I'm so proud of you. And I'm not gonna be corny and be like, oh my God, so what's your New Year's resolutions? Like, what do you wanna do with that? But I do wanna talk about the future of, us and some of our fears for ourselves and our relationships and kind of work through some things um tony i'm gonna let you go first and i want you to expose one fear like one thing in our relationship in our you know that's like a fear of yours i kind of want to just talk through through it
1: so naja i um I'm happy to talk about this. Um, I I will, I guess, expose a frustration right now because before this whole thing, um, before we start recording this, I asked you what you wanted to talk about and you didn't mention this. So um, I'm not, I guess, prepared with an eloquent answer. But so here's what I'll say I just wanted to preface it by this, you know, because so. I, w- I don't think that I have any fears. I think that for me, I uh, I guess I would equate that to um, certain hesitations. I'm you know I'm hesitant about. Um, I have you're right. I have come across. You know, I made huge leaps and bounds in the development of my of, of my company, and uh, it's 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 now reaching the phase where you know we're talking about you know serious things that have. Impact, you know, you look down the line at at, at the at the um, trajectory of a company or a business, and then a lot of times you can trace good decisions and bad decisions back to this stage where I am right now. So um, this can kind of create a little bit of hesitation in me. I won't call it procrastination because I'm not procrastinating, you know. I'm, 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 but I think that once I do gain a little bit more momentum and in, in the business, you know, in the next few months, I think that I'll make decisions that I'm faced with now a lot more uh, more freely. So I don't know if that answered your question or not, but I don't have any fears. I'm 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 looking at this. I'm looking at the task ahead with, with excitement. You know, uh, this is I say this more times in the last few weeks than I've said in my entire life. But this is a very exciting time to be alive. I know, you know, and and I I like how you when 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 you share this news. You know, you tell people that. I've been really invested in crypto, which is true. You know, I, I am invested heavily in crypto, but more so in my vision and my business is designed around actual blockchain and the in and, and, and the and the uses of the technology in other industries. You know, I, yeah. So right now I think the most people who are I guess novice <clears throat> to the industry or I guess just getting the first introduction into it, you know, the associated with cryptocurrency and with Bitcoin. But you know, I'm I'm creating use cases that are gonna extend well past finance, you know, into other industries. And uh, you know, my intention is to revolutionize the you know, the the world here.
0: Well damn. Okay.
1: Uh
0: okay. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Um answering the question that I asked you as far as fears, I think and I you know, I I've gotten a good handle on what my true legitimate fears are and what some of the improbable or probable things that cause me anxiety are. And I've been able to define the difference. It doesn't mean I don't have fears or I don't get super anxious sometimes, but I've been really intentional about being able to self soothe and find resources to, to help me place things where they're supposed to go you know because there's some stuff that I used to worry about it's just you know Tony has proven time and time again I can rely on him and that we are each other's very close friends and we're the first you know we're the go-to for one another and for in the very beginning of our relationship I guess you know I was this woman I you know I'd never he's my longest relationship My longest relationship before him was like three months, (laughs) but I'd never been accustomed to calling someone mine because I never got to get super comfortable in you know long enough, or I never felt safe enough to you know want to call somebody mine, and so in the beginning when things started happening with us i felt like he was pulled in so many different directions because he was so many massive things to other people and you know a person in particular tried to harm me because of how much tony meant or once meant to them and then he was a father you know these people calling him dad and you guys know how i feel about my dad like that's a big freaking deal to have a good dad And so I always felt like there were pieces of him that I just would never have access to or that I didn't have the right to. And I've been able to define what being a wife means from the perspective of somebody that just did not know. Because I see how my mom defines it. I see how his mom defines it. And there's a lot of wives out here that I truly respect, including both of our mothers. But I, I finally have built up that wife confidence. And I was scared for a long time to do that because he had already been there, done that with somebody and they did a bang up freaking job. And I was just like, yeah, yikes, yikes, you know. So I don't know if that really spills my fear, but yeah. And then there's some of the things that make me anxious, I'm I'm kind of OK with the not knowing. And like I said, I've put some things in place to help me to deal with the anxiety that just comes along with being a human being and not being sure about what's, what's around the corner. So, there's that. Tony, do you have a question? Do you have a question for me? Something that you've... I mean, you kind of know everything about me, but do you have, like, a, a direct or indirect question for me? Something that you've been wondering?
1: No, well, actually, I have a question just based on what you just said, and I, and I appreciate you um, going there and um, kind of exposing... Some of those feelings that I didn't know So now Now that you um, Have settled into And uh, you know Allowed yourself a little white freedom Notice I said allowed yourself Because that's something I intended to give you since day one But I can get it You know based on what you're saying And some of the things we happened You know in the past I can see how you maybe reserved a little peace But now that you Are making a Conscious effort To 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 Relaxing your wife freedom How does that look What does that mean for me
0: What's in it for, me? <laughs> what's, what's in it for you What's in it for me What's the with them um, I think Better sex He's doing like a high He just did a backflip backflip. First of all I don't know how it could get any better But you know how I'm one of those people What do you call people that are super turned on When they feel a strong connection Emotionally to a person is that a, a demisexual or is that a, no I think that's when you're attracted to somebody's intellect But when I feel like a strong intellectual and emotional connection I feel super safe it just makes me like you've seen it like I'll do anything anything everything goes um so, <coughs> <coughs>
1: yeah see that's why you called you know that's that's ain't nothing but a bunch of bloating wait
0: i got i just got choked <laughs> i don't know where that came from that's not baloney no so okay yeah i don't know what just happened i had to I start that. choking but yeah when i feel like remember in the beginning of our relationship where things were like all oh, easy we were in that lusty phase and you know how it is y'all when you're in that lusty phase and you just you got something to prove and you're like right it every day And then life starts to pile on And things start to happen And then the normal rigors Or just even super stressors of life Make it a little bit more difficult to connect Well, I think that's kind of where we have come full circle to And we've Not that our stressors have disappeared But we've really learned how to um, Compartmentalize those stressors Like I just finished saying You know, my anxieties look different They feel different And You know, I think it makes me feel freer with you. You know, it makes me feel, you know, it's like you're mine and I'm yours. And we have this thing that's exclusively reserved for us. And so that's what me kind of come walking into my true power as a wife. I do also, you have, um you've been a lot more open and a lot more transparent about your feelings and I think vulnerability is super sexy it makes me feel like you need me it makes you feel like you rely on me and a big piece of that makes me not want to disappoint you and so I have to show up for you and so it's good training for me because if my wife muscles if I didn't get to flex them from time to time I wouldn't even know how they worked you know so you, I think you, you are starting to do a better job at not being a one man army and thinking that you have to be the self-sustaining thing. And you're asking me for help and you're requiring things of me. And I find that very exciting.
1: Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you are able to express that so eloquently and, uh, in a way that I can digest because I can, I, t- I totally get it. So thank you for sharing that with me. And I'm going to kind of think on that some more, but I want to say this, um, I don't, and I understand it because I guess some of the changed behaviors that I've that I've kind of put into place in the last couple of weeks, it it shows me that you respond that way, and I think that it's really delicate for for a man to have to navigate, I guess, those roles between a wife and an ex. You know, especially if you try to do it from a from a gentleman slash. Do the right thing type perspective. You know, I never wanted to be um, a dog or just unreasonable or rude or any. I, I didn't want to be anything that I wouldn't want done to me, you know, towards, you know, some, towards an ex. So, anyone. So, but yeah, right. Well, towards, towards anyone. I, I, right. And, then, you know, then having the kids there, that also kind of adds another layer to that. So I think that over time, I can see how certain concessions that were made would have taken away from some of your confidence as a as a wife. And I think that's a casualty because it's, it's certainly unintentional, but, you know, sometimes those things happen and they just kind of get counted as casualties in, in, in the development of a relationship. And, um, you know, I'm happy that we were able to acknowledge those at this age. You know, we, we still, you know, in the early phases of this thing, man, so it's nothing going to get nothing but better from here
0: all right y'all so i I feel like we've kind of ranted long enough and you guys have heard from tony however as always you do know that he is an open book and i know he's not as fun as me but but if you guys have any questions that if you want to ask him because i'm pretty sure he's gonna come back and join us then please don't hesitate to ask. But until then, thank you so much for listening to I Know I'm Crazy with Najah Hall. Again, I've missed you guys. I love you so much. And I thank you for the constant support. If you will, please like and share this podcast and leave me a review. We want to get some big time sponsors for this next season. So that means we need the people out there to be making some noise. So I'll see you guys tuesday after next and we get some sponsors that you know i'm gonna start doing this thing every week but until then i'll see you guys tuesday after next on your favorite streaming platform this has been another episode i know i'm crazy i know i'm crazy i know i'm crazy